morning, good morning, good afternoon, whenever the hell you're listening to this, but let's just say, you know, all of time is a bit of a blur at the moment. This is episode four of Two Dudes, Two Discs. Um, I'm Craig, and also, uh, joining me as he has done for the last three episodes now, uh, which I think we do like every three weeks or so we've done this, uh, it is Liam. Hey, how are you? How are you listeners? How are you, Craig? Hope you're well. I can't speak for the listeners, but I'm okay. I've got my caffeinated beverage, which I allow myself to have once a day. <laughs> <laughs> because otherwise, you know, the heart goes a bit crazy and we're just like, oh my God. <laughs> so I'm trying to stay on a level playing field, but I need it to kind of almost sound alive on this podcast to, to make people think that, you know, I do actually sound like a human being. So yeah, I'm very well aside from that. Very rested, which is a change. Good. And, and yourself, sir. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm all good in this world, this weird, wacky world that we still be, uh, we still live in these days. Um, mm. Kicking along, doing doing the thing, liking autumn. I'm I'm a big fan of autumn and everything yeah. that it stands for. Uh, you know, for, fallen leaves, uh, and not the not the Billy Talent song, but nothing against that. But just actual <laughs> fallen leaves, dark nights, dark mornings, bit of chill in the air. Uh, yeah. I, I'm I'm happy. I'm good. And Halloween, right? And Halloween. I I, I like Halloween. I'm a, I'm a big fan of the pumpkin season. It's good. I used to love Halloween. <laughs> it used to be cool, but now it's more kind of like a you you're basically just looking to see if anyone's actually going to come knocking on your door for the treats. <laughs> stay away. Goes, yeah, it goes to stay away. You wanted to come. <laughs> well, yeah, for the last kind of couple of years, no one has knocked, and we've always bought <laughs> treats. And no one's knocked. So we're just sat there with like a massive multi-pack of Haribo. Like, well, this is only going to go one way. <laughs> <laughs> it's you or me, Haribo. And I'm not going exactly. down. Exactly. Star mix or fantastic? Fantastic. Oh, depends. If we can get a mix, um, a mix is, is much preferable. Oh, yeah. But I'm a tang fastix. I, I like oh. a bit of tang. Yes. Mm, a bit of yeah. fizzy to get yeah. things going. If you if t- take, take two of the key ones, put them in your tongue at the same time. That's a night in. Just mm. telling you, who needs Sambuca these days? Two, Rock and two, roll. two dummy fantastics on your tongue. There you go. That's yeah. why people listen to this podcast. I prefer to do a line <laughs> of sure with dib dabs. Oh, oh, I'm tapping out. I'm tapping out. Dib dab. Just FYI, that. I don't. <laughs> in case anyone says, I don't shove things up my nose on a period, of, you know, a regular basis or an irregular basis. No, no, no stuff goes up my nose. All right. <laughs> Definitely not sure with dib dabs. That's too good to waste. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's episode go. four. Yeah, you'd think it'd be week four. We, we were trying to do uh, some sort of schedule for this. It didn't really work out. So, but then again, like, what is time at the moment? Like, I think we're on like day a million of uh, a pandemic lockdown. Which, uh, just a slight, slight, slight note, by the way, um, if you thought it was a good idea to uh, not wear a mask and go to a protest in London where David Ike was talking. Uh, I can understand, you know, it's a bit of a crazy time. You have somewhat cynical response to what things are going on in the government you don't really trust. And, uh, you know, I, I just, I want to say some measured words. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Put a mask on, for God's sakes. Unless you can't for legal or medical reasons. Of course, of course. Legal reasons there would be. But, like, for fucking David Icke? Really? <laughs> this is the man that believes the queen, the queen is a lizard, and that there are aliens living inside the earth, oh, and that, are getting, that when people go missing, it's because they've been fed to uh, to alienoid creatures that are controlling the government. And this is a man that people have flocked to see because they don't like protective masks over their face. 
I just think, you know, what's, what's, the, what's the harm? Just put a mask on, and if it's the lie, then you just wore a mask for a bit. It doesn't really hurt you, does it? <laughs> you know, right. there's some legitimate criticism, criticisms of the government and all that that you could have that we have not got time for, and <laughs> yeah, let's not get into any no. kind of political stuff, because I don't know about you, Liam, but I do not have the chops <laughs> to talk about any shit like that in any I... day. But, yeah. But for the love of God, if it means that I can't see my, you know, elder members of my family and stuff just because you wanted to listen to David fucking Ike, <laughs> piss the fuck off, you dick. I, I have no agree. time for you. No. Yeah. No. So, Stick a mask on. Yeah. And on that note, let let me just stray from the path <laughs> oh, of that little diatribe. I see what you did there. And we go to the <laughs> albums that we've been listening to this week. Um, there's been, you know, a lot of uh, good music as well coming out. So it's been difficult to kind of dedicate some time to this task that we've set ourselves with, some, yeah. you know, some good, decent tunes coming out. But we've somehow managed it. It took us a, a while to get to this point of having a podcast to do it again. Um, but here we are. So we're going to talk about our two albums today. Uh, I recommended In Flames and there are album which is very influential uh, you know it was a big part of uh, a lot of people's discography especially if you were kind of had any kind of interest in mellow death melodic death metal uh the album clayman which has just recently passed its 20th anniversary and uh liam you recommended for me i recommend for you internal atomics by stray from the path who are a group of very happy young men who are delighted to talk and sing in a very beautiful manner for you that Not. is somewhat of a slightly different thing than I've <laughs> They sound more like, to me, zebra head that were bullied. So, uh, <laughs> yes. But yeah, yeah, that's kind of, but oh, we'll get into that. So, yeah, it, yeah. It, we just go charging head first into Stray from the Path, Intel yeah. Atomics, which is, is it fair to call this a kind of a metalcore album? Uh, like, a, there's a hardcore punk element to it, but there's also this kind of, and it's a bit of a dirty word, but I don't mean it because obviously we, we kind of love Poppy and this kind of would fall in the same uh, genre of it, but like new metal in places yeah. um, because of the rap vocal delivery in, in certain tracks. Yeah. Would that be a fair assessment? I think so. I think that when, when you look at this band and, and you read about this band, they're, they're, people will tell you they're a hardcore punk band, but they're, they're, there's way more than that. There There is new metal vibes uh as 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 the album goes on there's 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 rapping there's new metal style rapping there's there's almost Zach Della Rocker uh influenced sort of uh vocal rapping mm. as well um but just just with the guitaring as well you, you've got the punky stuff but there is there is a heavy sludge to it too that there, there is there is some uh there is some that, fire in this there is yes and that was what I kind of first noticed so like um it like I said I've had no no prior knowledge of this band whatsoever. I've never heard of them before. Um, never heard of them mentioned apart from when you mentioned them the they other are. week. So yeah. yeah, this is completely fresh listen for me. So I fired it up and I was greeted with this pitch shifted chanting at the start of the opening song ringleader. And I was like, okay, this is very strange. Um, and it gradually builds into this stuff that's, you know, kind of this uh, octave riff on the guitar that's kind of just chugging away for a bit. And then it comes to the main riff. And the first thing I notice is like, Christ, the bass is just huge. <laughs> it really know, is, no. Yeah, it's just, it's just, oh, it's sublime. It's just so epic. You've got this 
chugging dun bottom that technical term uh <laughs> i guess you could say it's like it's like a kind of a, a a pedal riff that underscores the kind of bass drum that just makes it kind of so powerful but it's so there's there's like a little bit of distortion on it and it's so present with the guitar as well it doesn't kind of bury anything else um and it's just huge and along with it the drums especially when the drummer goes off on like a fill they're just amazing like i was really kind of enjoying the instrumentation of it the vocal delivery is like i said it's, it's kind of semi-rap shat uh, shat he didn't shat as far as i know <laughs> it's a lot of effort involved so it's yeah. very possible he did but um you know it's shouting kind of rapping uh that's why i say about this new metal kind of feel to it yeah it's not new metal like you know it doesn't sound like uh, <laughs> some people who really love hip-hop but they were given seven string guitars for christmas instead of a turntable you know it, it does sound like it's intentional yeah and it just it just sounds really kind of I don't know how you would describe it. Just like, um, it's like that Rage Against Machine kind of bounce that's there. And it eventually kind of goes to the chorus. And the chorus, which I thought was good on this song, I couldn't put my finger on it. It was like, God, I'm sure this reminds me of, again, like a, in quotation marks, new metal band. Yeah. But I couldn't put my finger on it. And it's only when I kind of looked up the track list to kind of make some notes on this to try and have some sort of structure uh that i saw that they claimed that deftones is a, an influence and i totally hear that on the and course then, of this it sounds like one of these around the fur kind of riffs where it's like uh for guitarists out there it's it's where you would hammer on and go to different notes when you're playing this riff like um oh god my own summer that kind of vibe to it, it, it and it just oh it's, it's just so good i really enjoyed it um and it kind of like gave me a taste of what else was going to come on this record you know um it's metalcore there's a lot of breakdowns and it really does depend on how you feel about that so a lot of people can say it's very cliche where you have kind of a riff that kind of breaks down a little bit has this kind of air of i don't want to say mystery but you know you're like oh where's it gonna go and you know where it's gonna go it's gonna go to a breakdown and then it hits and you know some people say that's cliche and it's very kind of obvious and, and it doesn't really shake things up. However, me personally, I really like that <laughs> shit. <laughs> really do. Yeah. Uh, just because it's just filthy. And um, this kind of approach is the way that they handle most of the tracks on the record. It's, it's, it's kind of, they don't really kind of go into their prog rock territory or anything like that, which is probably a good thing. I mean, the album's a above 30 minutes long yeah. um which i did feel bad about because i saw the track listing of the album i gave you uh pushed <laughs> it to like an hour and five minutes and that i think i've done that a couple of times to you <laughs> you oh, give me this worry. nice little kind of succinct package I'm um toss that ball right back at you in a couple of weeks time don't worry <laughs> <laughs> yeah you've got what was it son uh, <laughs> the big drone metal album <laughs> yeah so that's the first track and like i said it, it, it kind of gives you the template of what's going to come and i say template it sounds like it's very kind of formulaic what i mean by that is just like this is how the band sounds it's this kind of metallic hardcore riffing which sounds kind of on the cusp of new metal if you think like papa roach's love hate tragedy but with a bit more bite and a bit more kind of um i guess underground street cred <laughs> to it it's that kind of or even to bring it back like infest the papa roach album right uh blood brothers on the album is like one of my favorite tracks ever because it was on tony hawk's pro skater too <laughs> and that's what i mean like it's it just it would this band would fit right in with put that this, kind of 
put this album or anything on this song on that game on that game on the soundtrack to that game mm. um i mean i i still i haven't played new tony hawk i haven't seen I, I think i've seen some of the bands that are on the new soundtrack but i wanted i i really hope that they could just pick one of these songs and throw it on there because that that would really lift lift the, these guys um and, and would just fit that fit that whole vibe mm. so well yeah it really would. you could also just like stream spotify at the sp- same time um through <laughs> your playstation or whatever games consoles are available um and you can do it also a side note strong out are on the new uh, tony Hawk's game i say uh, new but you know what i mean yeah so uh yeah it was I, they came on i was like ah Oh, nice one, guys. <laughs> like I had any bearing on that whatsoever. It was thought, all you. <laughs> it wasn't. It was an old track, but it's um, it's a good one. Uh, but yeah, so it, it totally has that vibe. And, and it goes into Kickback. Now, Kickback, it starts off, it sounds a little bit like uh, Blind by Corn because you've got this kind of ride symbol being hit. But then that thunderous bass comes in and it just kind of, again, it, it's a monster of a song. Just like It just hits immediately after this. The rap delivery is in full force. Um, it's it's a bit more of a percussive song than the first one, but again, it it just kind of oh, it just gives it such a raw kind of power to it. So I really, really like this track. Yeah. And then we go to first will be last. The first will be last. And this one, it was a bit weird. Like the rhythm, I love weird rhythmic bits, and this one had me stumped for a little while. Um, now, I have to clear my name as well because I said the other week that Poppy uh, Bite Your Own Teeth was in six. It's not in six. Uh, I think it's like if you were to count it musically, it's four, four, and then like a bar of seven, eight or something. I probably got it wrong again, but you know, fuck it. But I love those kind of weird, interesting rhythmic twists. And this is just a standard kind of beat, but it's because the snare is on a weird kind of place, like on the pulse of the music, that it just sounds a bit weird and off which is brilliant. But again, for a while, I was like, where's this riff? Where, where is one on this riff? Uh, to quote someone on YouTube. And it eventually settles into a kind of a bit more of a group. But again, it's just, it's little kind of things that they play with the formula that they've established, but they don't kind of break too far away from it. You don't ever feel like this is, they've pushed the boundary too far. You know, yeah. it always goes back to home base. You know where you're going to get, but there's a little bit here and there where you always think, okay, that's, that's a bit cool. Like for example, uh, track six beneath the surface Yeah, about the, about halfway through, I guess the middle eight, there's some tapping on the guitar. Like there's a kind of melody over the top of everything else that's happening. And again, it's just kind of, it's unexpected. It's not a hugely technical bit, but it's enough to make you go, oh, that's, that's interesting. That's different. Yeah, that's yeah. different. Yeah. But again, it will go back to home base. That doesn't mean it's gone back to the bit where, oh, it's all gone crazy now. It's, it's just another little bit, a little twist on the, this kind of vibe that they've got going off. Uh, yeah, so it, it, it was a really good listen for me. I actually quite enjoyed this one a lot. Um, the one track that kind of really uh, gave me a gut punch, and not in the best of ways, but that's not because the song sucks or anything like that. It was kind of... It was where things got real. Uh, there's a song called Holding Cells for the Living Hell. Yeah. And like, it's easily the most emotionally raw song on the record. And um, there's, there's this, the guy who's singing, and I, forgive me, I don't know much about this band at all, but he's clearly drawing on some sort of personal experience here where he's saying about, uh, I think it's his mother he's referring to in this, um, with having mental health issues. And his bits about you know he's he's scared that she's going to be swinging from the rooftops or swinging from you know the ceiling and it's it's really kind of harsh and then at the end there's this i guess i want to call it like a musical bit of poetry or theater 
uh, where he just keeps shouting, stop shaking. And eventually like the anger in his voice starts to dissipate and he gets this kind of helpless kind of just saying it. And it's, it really conveys how frustrating and how powerless you feel during like a mental health episode. And I wasn't expecting to feel like that on an album where <laughs> for every track before that, I've been like, yeah, let's fuck shit up. <laughs> All of a sudden I was like, Oh man. <laughs> yeah. That's, 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 it got real. Um, but after that, it kind of, the last two tracks I wasn't overly fond with, uh, fond yeah. of, <laughs> I didn't fondle the last two tracks. It does leave, like, I, I, I really like this album, which is obviously why I picked it for you. Mm. Um, the last couple of tracks, it does, like, without using a bad pun, the, 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 there's an album, a track called Double Down, and it just does seem to double down a little bit, and it's just the, the weaker songs on the album, um, mm. whereas before you've just got this barrage of, of neck-breaking assault and, and with, with really interesting little, like, little tidbits. And then it just, yeah, I, I know exactly what you mean. The, la- the last couple just, just fades. It's not a knock on the band. It's not a knock on, 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 on craftsmanship or anything. It just... It, they just don't hold up as, as compared to, to where the first few were. Mm. I'm really <laughs> glad you like this. So I'm really, that's yeah. why I picked it for you. I, I thought this, this was a bit, this was a bit of you. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> thanks for the recommendation. Like, cause it is really kind of something up my street. Um, I mean, I think I can explain why like devil down is easy to like explain why I didn't really like it that much. And it's because two things like the vocals are, it's, it's a guest spot. Um, there's two guest spots on the album, but I don't know who these people are. And uh, it's again, it's not a slight on their work. I just I'm completely unfamiliar here. <laughs> this is all new territory. I so hadn't heard of the ba- I hadn't heard of the bands. I, I find I find who who they were, but they're not bands that 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 strike a, a light bulb with me. I, I I would guess that they may be a part of a scene, or you know, maybe part of a label that the you know a t- probably a touring package that the guys have been on. Um, you know they're, they're from new york maybe part of like a new york punk scene or something and that's just a guess I, I don't know yeah and they have like really good vocal delivery it's, yeah. again it's it's not because of that it just it was um double down especially the 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 vocals are so kind of different to how everything else proceeded they're more kind of a lower grunty kind of I don't want to say death metal style but the kind of closer to that kind of style really than everything else has proceeded on the record and it's joined up with this weird guitar riff where it's it's kind of very what's the word i would describe it, it it's kind of discordant but it's it sounds really thin as well and the two just really kind of irritate me and i think it's just you know me listening to it going hey what what no <laughs> um and it just kind of soured it for me uh, and then actions not words there's it's it's, it's a really frantic ending track uh, lots again, lots of discordant noises. A little bit better than Double Down, but uh, it just kind of fades out to to nothing really. Yeah. Um, and it's not a bad track. It's just that I think after Double Down, I was just like, uh, okay, I'm I'm kind of I've had my fill. Yeah. And it's one of those things like with these kind of records, hardcore records. The I don't think they're designed to be listened to in one sitting as a kind of a, a whole cohesive experience they're more of a collection of work yeah and as a result of that sometimes it does get to a point where you, you're at the end of what are essentially kind of very similar songs and you can be a bit fatigued by it maybe it's more kind of to give it a bit of a rest in between tracks and stuff but 
yeah, I don't think it's the band's fault really that you know these two really don't sit well with me. I think it was just like after Double Down, which didn't really agree with me. I think actions, not words, didn't really make up for it. Um, but yeah, aside from that, I said I really enjoyed it. Um, you know, the musicianship is is really good. The vocal delivery, I wasn't expecting to like uh, rap kind of vocals, isn't my favorite in kind of metal. And the reason for this does also come up in this album. And it's purely a um, it's purely a sonic thing. So with this vocal delivery, it's kind of sits it sits in a certain frequency, I guess in the mid range where the vocalist is like shouting and it's hitting that frequency over and over again and it doesn't really kind of deviate from that. And you can kind of feel like a bit of a barrage uh, or barrage, barrage. Um, as you Earthlings say, uh, <laughs> where you just kind of get hit over and over again in the eardrum and it, for me it just kind of it's a bit kind of much and it, again it's 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 not really a issue with the composition of the band's work or or you know it's it's not um something the producer has done wrong it's just again from a personal taste with that kind of vocal delivery and where it sits in a mix naturally it just kind of like feels like a hammer to the head after a little while and i just need to kind of step away from things yeah so again and you may feel like that you may not it's again rap vocal delivery in this kind of style of music isn't for everyone but it does also kind of mean that you know i think it's gone on record from like um oh god it was rob flynn i think who i know he's got a lot of flack for saying things like this but he has a kind of point where rap music kind of is a bit more raw and honest these days than what you would get in normal kind of hardcore circles yeah, yeah. So, so I can kind of totally see that yeah. here, you know. So it does work. It's just that after a while, it can kind of be a bit much. Yeah. Um, but like I said, it it doesn't detract from the overall package for me. I really enjoyed this album. Really good. enjoyed it a lot. Good, good. I'm, I'm glad you had it. So, yeah, I, I, this this band have been going since 2001, which is amazing because I only I only checked these these guys out a couple of years ago. I got, I got a recommendation from their, their their album before this, and when I first played it, I was not expecting the the, the rap vocals, um, and it was just like, okay, that's that's not normally what I like. That's not normally what I enjoy. I love a bit of new metal. I love, you know, I think any anyone from a certain age looks back at new metal with fond fun, fun memories and fun memories. I would I wouldn't choose to put a rap a rap rock album, especially produced recently. There was something about that album that, that stuck with me. And when this one came along, I think knowing the band and, and going through an album, when I pressed play on this one to see what it was like, it was like, oh, okay, yeah, I, I'm into it. I, w- I won't always put this on because, like you, I'm, like I said, I'm not a massive, massive fan of rap rock. I'm not even a massive fan of Rage Against the Machine. I know swore bad blasphemy. Ooh. I respect Rage Against the Machine so much. I think they're an iconic band. Um, I'm just, I'm just not a huge, huge fan. Um, so the the rap the rap style sometimes does does get to me a little bit. But I I, I really like this. There's, there's a couple of really great moments on this. I'm. I, my my two favourite songs on on this one would be would be Fortune Teller. I just love the fire fire walk with me. There's just so much pace. There's so much up on that. Um, <laughs> it's just it's just great. Um, and it just it just makes you just want to bang your fucking neck until until it falls off. Um, and and the one that follows is Second Death. I I mean the power of Christ compels you as a fucking like as a chorus basically just yelling that. I mean, there's there's some anger about the church, which you know, uh, 
I think they're alleging the church may be up to some unchurchly things, but we won't go down there on a, on a, on a podcast. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, Someone else will bring down the mood, even though yeah. we talked about some of the themes earlier. And I say we, I mean me, I <laughs> take responsibility for that. Um, but yeah, it, yeah, there are some decent tracks. The only thing I'd say about Fortune Teller is that when he kept saying Far Walk With Me, I kept thinking it was a Twin, Pe- uh, Twin Peaks reference. So every now and then, like I, I've only ever watched season one of Twin Peaks. I got season two and I'm like, it's it's been on my list of things to watch for years and he kept going like fire walk with me and i was like shit i need to watch that <laughs> and it's like every end of that uh well every section of that verse always ends with that and he was like almost taunting me like saying yeah. you you need to fix because there's a whole movie to watch dude and season three yeah. as well so i was like come on fire walk with me and like, god damn it all right in my own time i'll get to it so yeah yeah <laughs> get get on that I'm, i will I'm get on, on that in terms <laughs> of like my yeah my favorite track um i'm trying to think now of what i would pick without going for i think i'll just do it anyway i'm gonna go for the first track ringleader yeah uh just because of that chorus man i'm a big deftones nerd when it comes to the around the fur kind of album that yeah. again it was another album i had on loads when i was a kid so when i heard this kind of riffing i was like Oh, I haven't heard of this kind of stuff in ages. Uh, so yeah, that that would be my pick well. for it. Yeah, and I, I, I like the fact that you picked up the the infest and, and P Roach um, sort of style. That the the one the one track on on this that really that really spoke infest to me was beneath the surface. I just I just got that inf- that infest guitar, um, and I re- and I really think that it, it's quite ironic that that song sounds a bit like a broken home. Um, so just a little nod there for the P-Ridge fans. Um, so yeah, I, 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 I really, I really, really like that. I, I think if I was going to, if I was going to, you know, we always think of this, pull a song and put it on a playlist. And if, if you went with the opening track, I, I would just stick second death on it just so I could yell the power of Christ compares you. And that would, when that would, when that would turn on. Cause I think that's just epically cool. Um, forget the Bible references, Exorcist, man, that's just cool. Um, so how would you rate this out of 10 as, as, as we, as we tend to do? Oh yeah, uh, out of ten, I'm pushed here. Are we? Let, you know what? I, I'm going to answer my own internal question, which no one on the podcast can hear because it's in my head. I was going to debate comic question. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, possibly. Like, I'm debating whether decimal points are really good, but oh. let's go with no because it's a whole kind of worms. <laughs> so that's why I was like, let's show it. No, um, I'll say eight out of ten. I think that yeah. it's a really decent, really strong album that, like I said, I, I, for someone who's never heard of this band before, I was surprisingly taken by it. Uh, and I love a good bit of metalcore. I love a good breakdown. Um, yeah, it, it, it was a really good pick. So yeah, 8 out of 10. Yeah, what, I'd, what would I'd you, uh, Alec? Yeah, eight out of ten. Uh, eight out of ten is exactly what I've, I've got in my notes. That's exactly where I'd stick it. Um, it's 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 a it's a fantastic listen. It's a fantastic album. They're a re- they're a really cool band. Um, and the, it's it's way better than anything below eight. Is it is it world class? As you can push to a nine or ten now. Um, but that's no that's no knocking this really cool band with a really cool album that it's just really good to bang your head to and just go fucking metal's cool sometimes. Mm. So yeah, eight, eight out of ten, definitely. Big riffs on this album. So yeah. yes, definitely. If you're a fan of big riffs, then boy or howdy, get this in your ears. <laughs> if I ever so, in a club, I'm gonna call it big riffs. Big riffs. Come to big riffs where we've got well, big riffs, really. Big riffs. 
big rest. You're expecting. Toilets are shit, but we got some big rest. We got some fucking rest. <laughs> oh, dear. Big Chris's big rest. I don't know. Big. I don't, yeah, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Big yeah, Chris's big rest. <laughs> Wow. I mean, I don't know who Big Chris is, the guy from Bowling for Soup. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, if him he wants his, to go with that, him and his you're riffs. welcome to it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know whether you put the apostrophes in that. That sounds like a nightmare, but yeah, sure. So, yeah, yeah I mean, I mean, uh, yeah, uh, I don't know why I'm starting to do that. <laughs> what I was going to say, which I'm going to segue in rather awkwardly anyway, um, was that we did have a suggestion or suggestion um, from a listener for an yes. album to be nominated so we if, if you want if you guys or, or all two of you who listen to this and want to suggest a, an album we could do like a fan it sounds weird to say that but like a fan recommended episode where one of us will go with one album the other one will go with the other album and we'll do that yeah. and you know because it was uh simon who recommended uh porcupine trees fear of a blank planet so that's one there, but obviously we need another one. So on, if people. you are listening, all two of you, then make a suggestion on Twitter or Facebook and let us know what you would like us to listen to. Um, Owen, if you <laughs> want to tell us what you want to listen to as well, okay. um, then give us a shout. Anyone else as well, go for it. So yeah, interact and, and all that on the socials, etc., etc. So yeah. with that being said, Let's go back to what I recommended to you. Yes. Which was uh, a very, very uh, important album to me. Let's see how you felt about it, which is In Flames and their album Clayman yes. from 2000. Yeah, all the way back in 2000. So mm. I think it's only fair to say that when we review this album, uh, we stop at track 11 for now because you you gave me the remastered version because this this album turns 20 years old this year um and so to celebrate that they went back into the studio and they did some tinkering around and we will get to that uh because i don't think it's fair to lump what is on the end of this album in with what is a glorious 11 tracks to be honest so um i'll i'll, I'll start with with how the, the inflames that i knew so I only got into In Flames, uh, well, really on Come Clarity, which is already where their, their musician style has started to change, uh, and then they would change again. Um, so, so that's that's where that's where my knowledge of In Flames came in. I I, I recognised a few songs on this record just because I was never never hugely into In Flames, but there's as I was listening to this, I was like, oh, I recognise that and I recognise that, but I wouldn't have been able to told you that they were on Clayman. Um, so this was their fifth album, um, am I right in thinking, uh, from what we class as a melodic death metal band hailing from the colds of Sweden. Would you class them as melodic death metal, Craig? I absolutely would. And I would yeah. say that they are one of the uh, pappies, the granddaddies of um, melodic death metal. Yeah. Them, uh, At the Gates, Dark Tranquility, Gosh, I can't pronounce words, but yeah, them. <laughs> These guys were were the originators of that style of music. Yeah. In Flames, especially, um, they started off with a very kind of uh, different approach to how they've ended up now. That was back in the day. It was kind of, I think, one of the guitarists. Maybe it was Jesper said that uh, they wanted to have Iron Maiden with like this brutal sensibility to it, and. In the early days, it was kind of more chords with melody lines over the top. We're just shouting and screaming. 
and the lyrics were more kind of about misanthropic ideas um and they've gradually shifted as the years go over to more riffs um the, some of the harmony went away it came back again it went away again um they've been on a bit of a roller coaster with their style and their sound and yeah clayman holds a, a very special place in a lot of people's hearts because it's kind of the last true melodic death metal album that they did before moving on to reroute to remain which was like a huge push for them they went on tour with slipknot uh to support that um and they got a lot of exposure and that's actually where i listened to in flames for the first time reroute to remain and i worked backwards yeah. uh, so i really like that album but a lot of purists would say this is the moment where they were kind of just introducing more of the kind of riffing style but at the same time very kind of in that melodic death metal space so yeah that's that's yeah. where we find our heroes <laughs> uh, yeah um and really like as, as you were sort of uh, sort of uh, describing these uh, name these bands there so this was produced by a guy called frederick nordstrom uh, as mm. i'm trying to pronounce this correctly he's actually he's a guitarist for dream evil and he's also produced uh albums for dark tranquility for arch enemy uh so it all it all clicks in dimmy borger um and the heavy bring me in the writing album so this guy uh, knows his heavy shit um Whereas the second half of this album was produced by another dude, and we'll get to his credits when we get to this. Um, so this just reading up on this is this was uh, you know this is ranked quite highly amongst amongst sort of critics and fans, like you were saying. A lot of people hold this really really high. So there's a there's a magazine uh, called uh, Hard Rock Magazine. I don't know if this is a, a, a Swedish or a Scandinavian magazine, but they, they list this in in the 500 greatest uh, hard rock albums of all time. So they really love this stuff. Um, there was a review on all music from All Music. We'll trade it four out of five. Um, and another review uh, from that Hard Rock magazine when it, it came out at 9.5 out of 10. So just, just a couple of uh, snippets there. Um, so this opens up with a beautiful track called Bullet Ride. Man, this is, this is awesome, this, this, this song. The, in all fairness, the first five, maybe even six songs are just 10 out of 10s. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to put it right there. They are absolutely phenomenal. Bullet Ride had, had this, this, this is creep. There's a creep factor to the vocals, um, not 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 in a not in a Marilyn Manson kind of way, but just in, in a in a spooky, spooky gothy way without without trying too hard. And I think it just really works with that that sort of simple, like like chording as well on the on the guitar. So yeah, Bullet Ride is fucking brilliant. Um, so that is a rage. And then we have Pinball Man, and that is just. Man, where do I start with Pinball Map? Just a fucking outrageous, outrageous song. Um, so you, you've got, uh, you know, you've got, again, banks. You've got, uh, you've just got fun. You've just got riffage. It's just, it's just brilliant. Um, there, there, I did have a little bit of a, just going back to, to Bullet Ride, I just, just reread my note here. Um, I did have a bit of a missed lyric. Everyone loves a, mi a missed lyric. Um, so I'm not sure if he says the dark that binds you or the dog that bites you. And I didn't want to go and read the, read the lyrics. Like, I'm quite happy just... I'm, I think it's the dog that bites you, isn't it? <laughs> um, but yeah, that was... Oh, that was oh. You say that it, it's the dark that binds you, but then the, the lyric afterwards is frightened by your own smell. <laughs> yeah, that that that's one that I was like, no, what? So, 
Yeah. <laughs> there's a, there's it's, a freak, it's about a, a fart. <laughs> a fart in the dark. Mm. Um, so yeah, they, 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 those two songs are, are, are just absolutely brilliant. And then, am I, am I right in saying only for the week, if you could give them a big song? Because th- that riff kicked in and I was like, I know this. Um, that is, I mean, if, if that's a club tune. That's a, I say before, like, I, I, like putting my DJ on, like, in a, in, a, in a club atmosphere, banging that, right? That is, that is a great, great track. And I'd forgotten all about it only for the week. That riff is just, oh, man, honestly, mm-hmm. just, I, I just can't even think of the words. I have been humming that since I pressed play on this album and listened to it the first time. I have had only for the week, um, for the week's riff in my head. It is fantastic. It is absolutely fantastic. Um, there's also on on these tracks, and you might you might think that I, I'm I'm talking useless shit on this, but I can hear a little bit of Randy Blythe um, from Lamb of God, not not screamy Randy. When when just just the just the, a few of the little sort of like spoken and quieter sort of Lamb of God vocals, I just hear that a little bit in in Anders' vocals um, from time to time. I, I might be able to explain sure. what that is. So there's a vocal fry, which if you speak on a, oh, I love like this, you yeah. can hear a crackle, right? Yeah, there's a lot of that. When basically Anders had two modes back then, or actually three maybe, which was the kind of low spo- low spoken kind of almost kind of haunting approach to vocals. The <laughs> the angry weasel, shall we say, which is <laughs> kind of more kind of mid-range raspy kind of yells. And um, sometimes an epic chorus, which wasn't really sang, but kind of wasn't really screamed either. It's kind of mixed between the two, where there was a melody implied by at least the pattern of words, but it wasn't really kind of true singing. Um, Case in point is only for the week where like, he goes, well, sell me the infection. And he's like, it's anthemic, but it's not singing. And that was a terrible... <laughs> impression. No, I, but, I had the riff in my head as you were singing that. I love that thing much has been stuck in my head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and it was always kind of like that. And, and then everyone, like, to go back to, to Pimble Map, Pimble Map is exactly the same. Like, the chorus just, if you imagine, like, him climbing a mountain and at, at the top of the mountain is the chorus and he's, like, yelling it into the ether and the, like, thunder is coming down while he's saying it. It's, it's that kind of feeling that I get. Um, to, to go back as well, one thing I love about Pimble Map, and I don't think this is intentional, the guitar solo, the way that it starts, just reminds me so much of Bon Jovi's You Give Love a Bad Name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I you hear, hear it. That. I hear that. I really do hear that. I do hear that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's always been a kind of a thing where I'm like, you could probably just interchange the two solos and you'd probably get away with it. But anyway, um, let's not repeat ourselves as we go into As the Future Repeats the Day. Yes, yeah. that was an awkward segue. <laughs> Um, and that and, and just but that was perfect though because you're saying about about his 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 vocals and what he can do with his vocals and this is this is a great little little uh, not uh, example of that he, he's I think his vocals on this is, is fantastic there, there's a waltz to this there, there's a there, there's a gothicy move to the to the to the music on this um, and the way that the way that he he does use his vocal and, and that little sort of pinched scream that you get is just it's just fucking cool um and I, as we as we move through as well it's um we get you get through to uh, square nothing as well follow following on from that which was again a bit more heavier 
um, and then into Clayman, which is just, which has got even elements of that Iron Maiden style, um, which is exactly what I picked up because there, there's power metal in, in some of this stuff as well. Um, and and Clayman Clay is a is a proper assault, and you can you can hear that sort of Maiden, um, that you know that that guitar that Maiden guitar. It's it's, it's not like it's it's the maid the maiden sort of chug as, as you like but you can hear that sort of that, that influence and that and that uh that sort of chugging away um, yeah, not the gallop but like not no the, but the free well not the free point the the harmony in thirds is like in in flames uh that's all over their stuff and yeah iron maiden as well very very well known for their guitar harmonies so yeah totally with you on that yeah yeah um and then we've got yeah you go, you go, you go through to sort of satellites and astronauts, which was a bit of a weirdy. I, I don't know. I, I didn't. I, I think the the first two times I, I listened to this, satellites and astronauts, I didn't. I didn't like as much. I, I don't know why. It just it didn't stick after after what had come bef- like before. And then the more I listened to this record, I was like, ah, this this is cool as well. Um, I, I hear a bit of Children of Bodom. Um, and you, and what what I mean by Children of Bodom is is again that there's there's a black metal guitar tune in this, um, and again it, it it's sort of similar to the, to the Maiden. It's not it's not that like gallop. It's not that sort of oh yeah that's obviously I mean it's not like it's obviously Children of Bodom. There's just something in there that reminds me of, of the way that Bodom do these weird sort of uh, sort of like guitar sounds with the vocals over it, and like that that's just something that that really sort of stuck out. Um, Latter-day Bowden stuff um, tend tend to work that really well. Sort of, it's 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 not black metal, and it's so, black metal, but yeah, I, I don't know what I'm trying to say. But I heard Children of Bowden. But yeah, <laughs> I can see I see what you're saying. What I would say is that it's probably more like Children of Bowden were sounding Took like this. in flames. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, this is where I'm trying to think. Two thousand, what Children of Bowden would have released would have been um, was it Hate Crew Death Roll. It was, I think it's around that time. Um, I can look it up. Why am I trying to remember stuff? Because I'm not gonna the, though. <laughs> I think I think I think yeah, that's it. The, the, it was Latter Day Bodum that I, I was sort of thinking of, and and some of the latest the latest stuff. So you're 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 right. They 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 they've, they've pinched it from this, and and it's got it's got well, that sort of gothicy gothicy guitar tone. It's, it's, it's just effortlessly cool. It really really is. I I believe they would have moved in the same kind of circle. So it, yeah. You know, there's definitely influences and, and like children of bottom again started off as one thing and have kind of gradually migrated to another where they're more riff orientated now yeah. than they were at the start was more this kind of classical influenced uh, melodic death metal so again you know it, it, it it's it, as they go on there's more kind of guitar work i don't want to say more guitar work actually because <laughs> that's the one thing that children of bottom were, were really well known for yeah um but but you know what I mean, like it, it graduated to this more, I would say American style of uh, metal where there's more riffs, there's more kind of breakdowns and stuff, certainly more alternative metal. Um, and I think In Flames were experimenting with that on Clayman. Um, the album that preceded it, uh, Colony, which is one of my faves, but there's not as many kind of quiet moments where everything kind of dies down a bit. I think they were kind of finding their legs for what they wanted to do next. Um, and especially on Roots of Remain, there's a lot of tracks where this kind of quiet dynamic is established. So I think they kind of perfected it after this point. So there is a couple of ebb and flows, but to me, that kind of just makes up the charm of this album. Oh, oh, definitely, definitely, definitely. There, there, there's, 
and there's, there's, yeah, you're right. And if, if this was them experimenting and this is them just sort of seeing this is where we're, we're going from here and then they're, they're finding their feet really, really well through this. Um, this, this is not going to be an insult to this song. This is, Suburban Me sounds, is, is it a sequel to Only for the Week? Because there's, there's a structure to Suburban Me which, which, which kind of sounds just like, not just like Only for the Week, but it, it's the, the structure of it just, just like, oh man, they, they've given their song a sequel. Um, it, just, it just sounds a little bit similar to that. And that's not knocking it because that's a banging song. And this is also a really good song. Um, but that, yeah. And then, and then we, uh, we moved to Another Day in Quicksand, which again was just, really really great um again some some really cool guitar work on that um, and again and his vocals just just working really really fucking brilliantly um and that's where we don't talk about it anymore because that's where clayman ends and that is a fitting end for clayman um and, and we will talk about what comes afterwards in a moment um because as I said, this this was a band I'd I'd got I'd, I'd only really known Kem Clarity, and I checked out a couple of albums, well, even an album or so after that. Going back and listening to Clayman, recognizing some of the songs, which I was like, oh man, yeah, that's in flames, that's in flames. This is this album. I have absolutely really enjoyed listening to this. This is the second album in in two episodes where I've got I've I've not expected to like something so much, and I and I and I think that Clayman is is a phenomenal phenomenal record and I'd imagine at the time when this came out in 2000 that this was a very exciting album to be listening to and a very exciting band to, to be getting into um I, re- I remember we're just getting into 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 metal and 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 talking to friends and people that had caught them in tents at festivals saying how great they were live and you know how much energy and how and and how much sort of passion is behind this band and, and where are they going to go to next and you said that they would come out and then they were going on, on tour with Slipknot, you know, they're, they're ticking all the right boxes and this is going to be a phenomenal journey to them, but it just didn't happen after that. Um, was, did they change too much, trying too hard or? I don't know. They, they, they got a lot bigger. Like, um, I, th- I think it's just kind of, there was a lot of naysayers around the, the next album, Reroute to Remain. Um, Within Flames, there's just kind of, definite shift that happens after clayman where reroutes and remain comes in and there's a lot more like i said of an alternative metal approach yeah um i love reroutes and remain <laughs> it's like i said it's it's the point where i joined the in flames train if you will um and a lot of people say that that is the cutoff point that's new in flames that's in new in flames yeah whereas old in flames is everything before that and i love everything up to the jester race the albums before that are kind of a bit more underground and a bit more of a kind of a, a harsher listen but yeah that i all love but it's a very different thing and i think they just re- they really got kind of quite big after that. they were doing main stage download uh, a couple of albums later um they weren't headlining but you know they had been going on for for quite a bit of time so yeah i think they kind of they did all right <laughs> they did yeah. pretty big you know um but yeah, the, the style changed a lot. And uh, I think I've mentioned this last week, but there was a point to me, right? In Flames, I was completely on board right the way up to cl- to Come Clary. Um, and then the next album, um, Soundtrack to Your... No, no, it wasn't Soundtrack to Your Escape. That's the one before that. What was it called? Oh, the Sounds of... Not Sounds of a Playground Faith. It's the one between... A Sense of Purpose. God damn it, that one. 
right? That's the one where I jumped off because something weird happened. The production wasn't as bombastic as Come, to, uh, Come Clarity. It sounded a bit weaker, uh, a bit raw in the sense of like, not raw as in powerful, but like the guitars just didn't have the same bite. Yeah. Um, and around that time, um, Jesper left the band to deal with an alcoholism problem. <laughs> so I don't know if he had the kind of magic Midas touch, but um, him and Bjorn were, were kind of my, two of my heroes growing up for this kind of music. And I, I definitely noticed a change there. And I think there was a conscious change from their part that they had wrote all these songs that required a lot of overlays and stuff like that. And I think they wanted to shift to an approach where, you know, it worked live, where you had guitarists that could play each part without having to rely on layering and stuff. And I'm not yeah. saying they played to a backing track before that. What I mean is that, you know, there's a clear dip in the sonic wall of, of noise coming towards you when both guitars are suddenly playing harmonies instead of like riffs. So, yeah. And I, at that point, I tried to dip into In Flames a couple of times later than that. And I was never really interested. Just, just didn't see you. Yeah, exactly. But the weird thing that <laughs> recently someone said, oh, yeah, I, I don't like new in flames. I only like old in flames. And then it was like, they were talking about like, <laughs> come clarity. Come clarity. <laughs> There's a purpose. It's old in flames. And I was like, they've changed again? They've changed again, yeah. And I, yeah, I, I said they're the Doctor Who of metal, man. They just completely <laughs> regenerate every now and then to something different, but still kind of familiar. Um, that <laughs> being said, right, the album before this re-release, I the Mask, I gave it a listen, and it's not the same in flames that I grew up with, <laughs> um, but it, it wasn't awful. It wasn't, no. like, for me, it wasn't enough to make me go, oh, they're good again. Because that's not a question of, you know, it's more taste than it is quality. But it was kind of like, okay, yeah, this has got a bit more bite. I, I kind of enjoy this a little bit more than the previous releases. Um, so that brings us to the re-record re that you did. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's um, it's quite interesting because I, I, I wouldn't say I've, I've been following in flames I'm, I'm, in a, I'm in a i'm in a group on facebook and and there's there's chatter on in flames um and the new in flames um and how how they did, did a tour not long ago where they really didn't sell very well over in the uk we're, we're sort of talking like half 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 ticket sale to a to academy venues and then they i think they went on tour i think they opened um, as part of an arena run for Disturbed, and you know, quite a quite a big arena run in the UK, and they were the opening band on, and bar a few passionate people at the front of crowds, they weren't really pulling much, which which is a, is a shame, um, and a, and a, a real shame for for a band which which can produce amazing music like this. And we're down to two original members now, am I right in thinking? So it is That's a very, <laughs> very different band. Um, and so to celebrate the 20th anniversary of their glorious Clayman record, they went back into the studio and they went into the studio with a, with, a, with a chap called Howard Benson. Now, I'm not knocking this dude. This guy, let, let me tell you some of the people this guy's worked with. So he's produced Hello Rock View by Less Than Jake. He produced Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge by My Chemical Romance. He produced Getting Away with Murder by Papa Roach. Move Along by All American Rejects. He's produced for Billy Talent, for Hailstorm, for Cedar. Mm. Some very big albums and some very big names. 
which all do one thing and have all done one thing and that's sold a lot of copies and, and made a lot of money and probably got a lot of radio airplay. Now, I'm not saying that they went for the let's get onto the radio rock in America and, and get, some, get some money type of thing. But when you work with someone like that, he's not going to bring, he's not going to bring Clayman um, 2000 back, back around again, is he? Um, now, the, the, the new version of the album kicks off with an orchestral instrumental, um, <laughs> which was called <laughs> Themes and Variations in D Minor, which I read about, and apparently this is greatest hits, uh, greatest moments from In Flames, uh, re-recorded on in an orchestra, um, which is new and different. And it's like the um, the Vitamin Stream Orchestra. Yeah. On, um, <laughs> the Vitamin Stream Quartet, sorry, on Spotify yeah. that you find. Yeah, it's a medley of, of various bits of... Um, I, I, I thought it was mostly songs from Clayman, but um, I, to be honest, I didn't give it... The, as much attention to, to find all the hidden little nuggets no. that I probably should have. Um, I was, it was more kind of a curiosity for me, like, oh, okay, that's interesting, In Flames on Violin. So it kind of works, but then melodic music would work yeah. in that kind yeah. of arrangement. It would. It, it would. And, you know, that, that's something different, and I'm sure big fans like that. I didn't realise until the second time of reading through, uh, listening through this album and, and reading through that, that that wasn't on the original. So I was like, man, why have I, I listened to this twice? Like, oh well. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we get to the re-records and all the nice things I said about Only for the Week. Let's flip reverse that. And Jesus, this, this is a butchering on auto-tune it's just let let's let's put it through the system let's let's push or everything down to auto on 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 the fucking sound desk let's make this as polished and as perfect as we possibly can you you can hear the riff you can hear the song the magic's gone the magic has has been completely overridden has been has 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 stuck a party hat on it and just made to be nice. It's not nice. This is not meant to be a like a pop song. This is meant to be a rock song. Um, it's not good. It's really not good. And even a song as good is only for the weak. It's 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 only weak. I'm afraid. It's <laughs> just. But the but that that's not the worst song that they that they are. No, I will get to it. So. Bullet Ride and Pinball Map again. Just let's ma- let's make it let's make it perfect. Let let's over overwork it. Let's over studio. Let's overproduce it. Doesn't need it. But when we get onto Clayman, Clayman, which is a great heavy song, what the hell have they done to Clayman? The intro to this sounds like it's gonna be a dance song. What is what is that? introduction that electro I, and i know they've used samples and synths and electric in in you know in in parts of their songs on the album and it and it, and it works to a degree but but it's just terrible honestly like i was expecting glow sticks in the air in dancing and then the guitaring kicks in and i'm still confused of what was playing before it's 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 not good it's really not good I have to deliver my opinion on it in tell two Go responses. On. So the first will be done from my current mindset of a more kind of measured and mature person. 
that I am, uh, <laughs> is that they've taken the four songs that I most like from this album and really kind of recorded inferior versions of them. They've changed the arrangement of some as well, which is dangerous territory because it, it fucks with nostalgia right off the yeah. bat. Um, the guitar tone, which, you know, was near perfect on the album. You know, Frederick captured a, a beautiful guitar tone. It's completely gone. Yeah. And it sounds like, I don't know what it sounds like. It's just, the just, guitar tone just sounds so bland, there's, man. There's no, there's no, there's no purity. It's, it's just, it's just look, stick a guitar, plug it in and just get the same as what the next band or the next person. There's, there's no heart to it. It's, it's weird yeah it's an odd choice and for me and and this is kind of the most confusing bit for me before i let rip so to speak um with my immature version that loved in flames when i was a kid the like we discussed about whether certain songs had auto-tune and stuff like um poppy you said about a couple of weeks ago or was it yeah yeah had a song that sounded auto-tune and i'm not sure if it was 100 percent auto-tune or not this is definitely auto-tuned. Oh, yes. Like, you can hear the auto-tune fighting with Anders's voice. Like, his voice is going one way, and the melody is going the other. And it, as a result, it kind of sounds like it's being sung through a straw, like being dragged across to where it needs to be. And it's not because Anders can't sing. That's a mental it. thing. He doesn't need to do that. They don't need to do that to his vocals. So, so there's yeah, no need for it. And it's in the most strange places like these these epic chorus moments where they were just like kind of shouted with power and now like harmonized to the nth degree <laughs> it just it's needless and the the thing that makes me like it's completely baffling for me is like howard benson produced the last in flames album so he knows the band he knows the band they they work with him on a couple of albums now so he knows the band and the last album sounds infinitely better to these four tracks so i have no idea what happened and it just the again the singing moments on the last album do not sound like this i have no idea why this was used and so with that i'm just gonna have to go straight in now like yeah. these songs man like i listened to pinball map is like one of my favorite songs ever and i was like what have they done to my boy <laughs> what have yeah. they done yeah it's it sounds shite and i just couldn't get my head around it like okay if start off with Clayman, that was the first one I heard. It's like, oh, we were recording some songs from Clayman for the 20th anniversary. There's this. Clicked it, heard the intro, like, mm, that's weird. <laughs> and then, like, immediately, like, the guitars. Again, I think it's a ton of have this live approach where it's doable live. Um, but it just it doesn't sound as huge as it did originally. And I was like, okay, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of that. Let's see where this goes. <laughs> then I heard Pimble Map and I was like, oh, oh this is not good. <laughs> and it just gets worse just and worse. And I, I really kind of, I feel bad because I really like these songs and I really don't want to slag in flames off <laughs> because they get a lot for changing. But why? I why? do not understand why this was done. There was no need. The album is huge. The remaster is brilliant. Everything sounds as epic as I remember it in 2000. But then you have these tracks on the end and it just, it, I don't know what it adds. I, I, I would love to speak to someone who is only familiar with In Flames from the more recent time 
and get their take on whether what they think of it. Yeah. Yeah. Whether these new tracks sound to them better than the older tracks, uh, because maybe they are closer in style to, to what yeah. they're used to. That's what I was going to say. So you listened to the album before this. So in, in my opinion, the, the only reason to really re-record your tracks, is if, if, if there's been a change in dynamic, obviously there's been a change in lineup, but it's to show the world, this is what the band sound like now. This is, this is what we sound like in 2020. So this, this is our classic song, the way we do it now. So you could either do that live, um, or you could you know record it as if you were going to go into a recorder and I don't know. Do these remastered tracks sound anything like anything off the album before that you listened to? Yeah. <laughs> they do. This, this is what Inflames sound like in 2020. In, in terms of arrangement and instrumentation, the production, no. And again, that, that is why I'm just kind of baffled. But, uh, because it would be so easy to say, oh yeah, they went with Howard Benson to get this kind of mainstream approach. But he's worked with them before and yeah. they're already like very different to how they were they are so what you would consider as a kind of mainstream ready act yeah with that approach and it just it sounds way more palatable than this i i'm genuinely kind of at a loss for words to explain what the fuck i listen to yeah. and it's it, it's very dangerous territory especially because like again you have a and, and again maybe if this is a move to kind of just say to the fans we're going to do this because we this is our material we'll do what we want yeah and you can only respect that right but clayman is the point where a lot of people jumped off because in flames were different and to record those songs that you know again maybe you don't want to kind of please these people who kind of die hard won't let the band evolve or change but they are some of the kind of most beloved parts of their back catalog and to go back and do them like this anyone that's really hung on to them is going to be pushed away surely aren't they i think if they've not been done already it's it's very clear this this the new style of in flames and the old style of in flames are very different and i don't know if people still kind of go oh yeah i like jester race and i like uh sirens you know i can deal with both that's fine right but for the re-record I don't know who this is for. Is, yeah. <laughs> because this isn't a solo release or like this isn't a little EP where they go, hey guys, here's four songs from our back catalog, but done as it is now. It's tacked onto it's the end of. Stuck onto the end of like a great album. Yeah. A great it's, album. People yeah. who will be buying this are going to be already familiar with these songs and they've already then listened to the much superior versions before <laughs> they get to these. I genuinely don't understand. <laughs> I'm just completely confused. It's just, and, oh yeah, yeah. That's why I had to kind of, because I was like, look, I, I love this album, and I have to have you listen to it. But I, I genuinely like, I have to talk about this with someone. So <laughs> it's do, like therapy. Do you, do you know how? So the the the, the first time I, I pressed play, I, I I listened to Bullet Ride, and I was like, this this is a great great song. Instead of going into the album, do you know what I did? I pressed, I stopped Bullet Ride as it finished and I pressed, I pressed play on the Bullet Ride remastered and I was already going, oh, what? And this, this is the first time they're going in on this record and going, what have they done? Like, why would you do that? It's, it, it's almost like, the, I don't know, I, I, I'm probably completely wrong here, but let's just imagine a metalhead goes on, a metalhead goes on the X Factor. They turn up, They've got their long black hair. They've got their new rock boots on. 
and they come into the auditions and somehow Louis puts them through because they've done a banging version of some mainstream metal song. By the time it gets to the live show, Simon Cowell's got his fingers up their butt and they've cut their hair and they're singing the Killers songs. And now this is what Inflames have done. They've gone from producing an amazing, amazing album to there. Just there. I like the way that you basically are experiencing what <laughs> a lot of Inflame fans went through. Yeah, <laughs> with, with Tom Clary. Yeah, and you know, this this has been so, yeah, you've got, people may have gone through this, you know, people may have gone through this on Come Clary. When I, when I listened to Come Clary, I said, hmm, take this, life's pretty good, isn't it? That's a great song. Um, and people at that point were going, what have you done to my band? And, I, mm. and I've gone through an album and jumped forward 20 years in the space of five songs and gone, what have you done? Why would you do this? Yeah. yeah. It's, it is baffling. And I just, yeah, I'm going to go cyclical. I, I can't get away from it. So I'm going to stop myself because yeah. I, I have no idea. If basically to summarize it, if you're aware of Inflames and you like their newer output, I would love to hear from you if you listen to these re-recorded versions, these four tracks, I would love to get your thoughts on it because it's very easy for me who is very familiar with the existing, <laughs> you know, existing recordings to, to slag it off and go, Oh, you know, it's not good. Um, but for me, even from like a, an approach to composition an approach of production, I know the last few inflames albums, aren't to everyone's taste especially people who loved early in flames but people change people get older and they don't want to make the same music for the rest of their lives so i can I step that. back and that. say I you know totally get that. yeah totally i can get listen that. to something and go i don't like this but this doesn't mean it's bad it's just not for my taste anymore and they came close to you know hooking me kind of back in with the last album because it's similar i really don't understand what the hell's happened here <laughs> And and I probably never will, but it's I, I it's, it's not a good example of where they are to change these songs and and kind of rework them. I don't even think it's it's kind of comparable to the work that they put out on the last album. I I, I genuinely lost <laughs> as to what the to do with that. So, um, I, I'll, what was your favorite track? <laughs> oh man, what was let let's let's go with the original. It's really hard to pick a song. It really, really is hard to pick one song. I mean, only for the week is it's just got big single written all over it, and I have been humming that guitar like like that riff. It's just, it's hard to get out of your head. It's that good. Ah, uh, can I? Shall I say only for the week, or shall I say I'm I'm gonna say actually I'm gonna say Bullet Ride. I just think it's a really cool intro intro to the album. There's some really good stuff going on there. Um, pe people in Flames fans might be saying, "Oh, only for the week is the big single." So I don't, I don't want to say the big single if, if that's the case, even though it's fucking brilliant. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna say if I was gonna pick the pick the playlist, stick Bullet Ride on there because I think that's a really, really cool track. Yeah, there. And and I'm guessing your rating out of ten is gonna be. This is a ten out of ten for you. I'm guessing. Uh, it's a nine out of ten. Nine, I, I would say the same. We're, we're absolutely the same. It's what I've got. In we're, my notes. We're, we're synced. We're, we're absolutely synced with our reviews this week. I, I, I think this is definitely a nine out of ten. Um, yeah. If you forget the last, the, the 2020 version, if we just keep ourselves 
back in the new millennium in in a in a happy time back in the 2000s this is a, 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 yeah this is a nine out of ten for sure good stuff yeah um just treat the if you are gonna listen to it just treat the re-recorded songs as a kind of curio i would um yeah nine out of ten don't go past track 11 if you aren't really kind of aware of the fact that these are re-recorded songs um and like i said if you do fancy it just treat them as little kind of curios to see how you know things have gone (laughs) but yeah it's it's not a great addition to what was pretty much a really decent melodic death metal album so there you go there you go there you go so that's our albums for this week i uh, i say this week <laughs> <laughs> this episode <laughs> this this timing this of this scheduled meeting <laughs> of of album listeners anonymous anonymous and and also you know my speech <laughs> my speech my attempts at trying to speak like a human being. Um, so what we were going to do was suggest two albums. Now, it would be that we would normally kind of do an episode uh, and review and then come to that. But with where we are in the month of October, and we have Halloween really kind of sneaking up on us in the shadows, I don't know if we're going to get another episode out before then. So rather than go for a normal pick we thought we'd get in the spirit and give each other a halloween album to listen to or halloweeny creepy album yeah you get you get look we're trying to force some sort of (laughs) theme here okay just go with it please yeah bear with this it's fun it's halloween yeah so what was the album that you had on your spooky little brain? Okay, I've, I've got a lot of spookiness on my brain. I love this time of year, and a lot of my favourite music has got spooky elements to it. So I, I, you, you said before in, in previous episodes where you've got a break glass for Devin Townsend. Well, I've got one for my favourite artists as well, and I'm breaking that glass down right now. I am breaking glass for Wednesday 13. He is Halloween, he's perfect. I could have gone with Rob Zombie, but I thought that you might be more familiar with Rob Zombie. So I'm going to give you something a little bit different. Now, I was going to give you Wednesday 13's debut solo record, um, which is a perfect Halloween night trick-or-treat and soundtrack. But for legal reasons um, and stupid bullshit reasons, it's not on Spotify. Uh, So I can't give you that one. So I'm going to give you um, his third studio record, which is called Skeletons. Um, so this has still got Wednesday being Wednesday being very much Halloweeny, but there's a there's a few really cool songs on this, and it was and without going too much on it now, it was written uh, from a darker place, and as we're getting into darker nights, into spooky territory, that is my pick for you. So Craig, you're going to listen to Wednesday 13's Skeletons. Ooh. What have you got for me? So I. <laughs> I was going to, I've got a couple, actually I've got three potential suggestions, two of which are kind of loosely related to a Halloween-y kind of theme, um, and I'm not sure how much I can really get away with it. So uh, against how much I I want to discuss these things, I'm going to keep them in the pocket for later. What I am going to do instead is to definitely go with a bit of a creepier album. 
an album that is about the demonic possession of a man who then struggles to come to terms with the fact that he is the spawn of the devil or occult forces and retreats from society until he makes sense of himself. And that album is Ghost Reveries by Opeth. Opeth. Cool. Yes. Cool. This one is a big one. And it's, I think it's another hour long one. <laughs> I, 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 yep. I think it is, I know, a, knowing what I know of Opeth, and I have heard this album once a long time ago. Uh, so this is going to be good to go back to um, because it's not one I know too much of. So I have heard it and I know it's, it, it's, it's a biggie. So I'm looking forward to this. So Ghost Reveries by Opeth. Yeah, I'm looking forward to <laughs> Yeah, you were like, "Oh, he's going to recommend Ghost." Amazing. <laughs> we, nope. I think we know. We 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 can't. We 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 know each other's thoughts on Ghost. That's, uh, <laughs> I think that's if we happen. ever have a, a time where we're both kind of pressed for time and we need to hammer out an episode, <laughs> we'll both pick a Ghost app. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just uh, we'll just go. We'll just, we, we'll, do a, we'll, yeah. we'll just we'll do a ghost special where we'll just pick our favorite ghost album one day. We'll Maybe just, next year yeah. at Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. But I am looking forward to Wednesday 13. Obviously, I, I'm only really aware of him through two things. One being the Murder Dolls. <laughs> and the other one being, well, you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Is this, is this where, because he's gone in a more metal direction recently. Was this he before has. he was still kind of very this... kind of horror punk? Yeah, this is not strictly a horror punk album um so this it, this is in in a time this was the last album he he wrote before the murder dolls happened again and since the murder dolls happened for a second time that's when his albums have started to change so since uh, since the murder dolls happened again no wednesday albums really sounded the same and he has gone more metal and gone more metal and gone more metal my original pick when i started writing lists to suggest you had one of his more metal albums on it uh, but I want to be spooky, I want to be creaky, and I want to give you give you some trick or treat fun. Um, and this and skeletons has has that. So there is a bit more metal to it. There is a bit more punk. There's a bit of punk in it. Uh, it's it sits in between the two. Uh, so I'd be intrigued to hear what you what you think of this one. And and yeah, yeah, I, 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 it's fun. I think you'll find it's fun. Good stuff. Yeah. Okay, I'll, I I look forward to it. Um, yeah, and and hopefully you will uh, enjoy Ghost Reveries. It is <laughs> going to be a long one. <laughs> I'm going to try and find an album that is under an hour for you next time. <laughs> I I have I have one in the back pocket, which is is it's uh, which is a long one. Uh, last time's really bad, and I've got one in the back pocket, which is a long one for yeah, you, Craig. Um, but that that's that's coming that's coming up. Um, that'll come up in a, in a few, in a few albums time. Um, because yeah. Yeah. That's all right. Mate. <laughs> and, and there you got, I've got dream theater. This is true. Do not panic. <laughs> double album. Not a big deal. <laughs> yeah. When so, we've really got nothing to do, we'll do a double album special as well. Two dudes and two double albums. Yeah. When we get like 16 months off for whatever <laughs> reason, we'll do that. So that wraps up this episode of, two dudes two discs <laughs> i don't know what i was going to say then in place of that i don't have any other podcasts so who fucking knows but yeah it, it is a thing that exists now we can only apologize uh 
<laughs> but thank you for sticking with us. Um, if you do enjoy this for whatever fucking reason, please do get involved on the socials and talk with us about albums and stuff. And, you know, let's, let's just try and <laughs> get some sort of sense of community with the three people that listen to us, two people that listen to us. Um, <laughs> let's just see what happens. But it would be good just because, again, if we have suggestions from you, then we can work with that and, and do little kind of nice, specifically themed episodes. But all that remains for this current episode is for me to say goodbye. And uh, Liam? Sayonara. See you later. You saluted then. I I saluted all the listeners in listener land. So I don't know. On a podcast. Always good on a podcast that you can see what I'm I'm not doing. Uh, Yeah. yeah. Bye people. Good night or good morning or we're not doing this again. (laughs) Bye.